Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ah, I'm so excited to be here. I can't believe you thought of me to do this. Thanks for having me. This is so great. Yeah, don't be excited. Hey, I don't know if I'm going insane, but I swear to God, I just saw Peter Gabriel in the kitchen reheating a lambona. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, this is his recording studio. This is Peter Gabriel's recording studio? Yes, I said it was my dad's friend's Peter's recording studio. I think everyone's here, shall we? Oh, yeah, let's do it. Magvelda? Yeah. Whistle Through the Shamrocks, a new play by Nicola Coughlin and Camilla Whitehill. With Jamie Beamish. Kat Cohen. Nicola Coughlin. Ed Gamble. Louisa Harland Ben Miller Brennock O'Connor Jonathan Van Ness Amalia Vitale Camilla Whitehill Susan Wacoma and Andrew Scott once we hear back from his agent. The sun rises in Bally's Navacharin. Outside a small hut made from mud and sticks, we see the hunched figure of Quentin Simpy Dumblington, who appears to be holding a small animal of some kind. Oh, little cat, you're such a nice little feller. Sometimes I think it's only the animals who understand me, probably on account of me crippling abandonment issues or something or nothing. Suddenly, Eloisa Louisa, the beautiful English romantic lead, runs prettily on, crying in a pretty way. Simpy is unsure what to do, so he hides uglily behind his hut. (laughs) Oh, goodness, whatever am I to do? Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy is the love of my life, and Papa says he is to murder me if I marry him. Oh, what a quandary. Daddy gone stop stop. Oh, Simpy. Oh, I didn't see you there. Is Daddy going to kill you, miss? Well, that's what he says. He wants to hang me from a tree. Oh, I'm awful sorry about that, miss. I mean, sister? Oh, goodness, Simpy, yes. I suppose I am your sister. It's terribly easy to forget one's complicated and tragic family history when one is British and capable of suppressing every negative emotion that comes to one. Miss Sister, I sure don't think I can help you with your problem, but would you like to come in and see my house? I made it with my own hands out of mud and old cornflake packets. Oh, Simpy, I'd love to. Well, come on in then, Miss Sister. My goodness, it smells very much like feces. Yeah, that'll be all the feces, I reckon. Can I introduce Miss Sister to my friends? <laughs> okay. Simpy proceeds to produce animals from every corner of his small, stinky house. This here is Sar Nicholas, the hairless cat, and Clement Attlee, the chinchilla, and Wallace Simpson, the bald eagle. She's awful feisty, that one. I rescues them, see? When the circus or travelling zoo or bald eagle convention comes into town, I sneak in and I rescue my favourites. I have my own zoo full of best friends. Would you 
like to meet my favourite of all? Oh, uh, I, I, I'm bleeding heavily, but it would be impolite of me not to. This is Archduke Franz Ferdinand, my lion. Jesus Christ, what on earth? Oh no, Miss Sister, there's no need to be scared. Archduke Franz Ferdinand is a gentle lion. He'd never hurt a fly. Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy comes rushing into the disgusting mud hut. What in the name of Jehovah's happening in here, Simpy? I heard screaming, I thought for sure the banshee had come to claim us. Eloisa, Louisa, did someone try and hurt you? Was it the black and tans? Goodness, no, nothing like that. Simpy was showing me his animal collection and I'm afraid I got rather a fright when I saw a fully grown male lion in his bedroom. Ah, Jesus, Simpy, you're not telling me you still have that feckin' lion you stole from the circus. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr Paddy. I was going to send him away, but Archduke Franz Ferdinand is my best friend. Enough of your messing now, Simpy. I'm going off to the one fun box in this town to tell him to come and take that lion away before something terrible happens. Eloisa, Louisa, my one and only love. What's after making you so upset? I need to tell you something, but could we do it somewhere that smells slightly less like excrement? Sure, wouldn't I only love that? Don't you worry, Archduke Franz Ferdinand. I'll never get rid of you. Never. No matter how ominously dangerous that may seem. Scene two, the O'Flannerin house. The excitement is palpable as the women of the house are deep in preparation for Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy's big day. Oh, Mammy, tis fierce, romantic. Imagine we're to have a real-life wedding here tomorrow. Oh, well, you're a fine one now for thinking of romance now, Bridget O'Flannerin, and you with your 170 potatoes still to peel. Ah, she's right, Mammy. I remember hearing the legend of Ookta Rocha and the pirate queen Schnookta and how I told of how they fell in love. We've no times for myths and legends here now, girls, when there's still the bridal party suits to knit. <coughs> Mammy? Yes, Tiny Nelly. Do you think I'll ever get married? I doubt it, Tiny Nelly. Your consumption is fierce bad, so you'll probably die young. But let us sing you a song to raise your spirits. One, two, three, four. Tis a grand old time in the summer When the shamrocks and daisies grow And the Irish girls lift up their skirts And dance and away they go A oh, one, two, three, dance for me She's a fun for me, says he And as long as you don't get pregnant What a fine time it'll be <laughs> What in God's name do you think you're doing? Now come on now, Granny Maureen. The girls have been chipping and knitting since the dawn of the day. It's only right that they get to have a bit of crack. Well, tis no surprise the moment that English hellion arrived in our midst that disorder and depravity has befallen this household. Ah, now, Granny. Eloisa Louisa seems like a lovely girl. She's a Brit. And they're all as bad as one another. And don't you dare try and convince me otherwise. As De Valera once said, the English are so tight they'd peel an orange in their pocket and then steal the donkey right from under you. And by God, never a truer word was said. Granny, would you ever just... Sure, we have that utter bollocks Cromwell Dumlington taking this very house away from us in a matter of weeks. Have you and that useless husband of yours done anything about that? Please, Mommy, would you stop? We need to make sure Paddy, Johnny, Tommy, Paddy has a fine send-off into his wedding bed before we start worrying about our imminent homelessness. Last night a fierce wind had whistled through the shamrocks. Tis an ill wind bringing change, and I tell you this, it'll mean no good. <laughs> Ah, don't cry now, Tiny Nelly. Granny Maureen is only upset because of the 800 years of British oppression. She'll be grand by tomorrow. Now, girls, it's time to tidy up. As I've told you already at some point, I assume, your Auntie Bernadette is coming over on the boat from America. 
especially for the wedding, which only got announced last night. So you need to have the house ready for when she arrives. I can't believe Auntie Bernadette is coming all the way over here for Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy's wedding, Mammy. Sure, it is a blessing. I haven't seen my sister for many a year, not since she moved to America on the Titanic. Mammy, the Titanic sank. Now come on with you all and get going with the cleaning. Yes, Mammy. No bother, Mammy. I wouldn't tell the girls, but I too heard the ill wind whistle through the shamrocks. When I pray to God, it doesn't mean to bring tragedy to this house. Scene three. Paddy, Johnny, Tommy, Paddy and Eloisa Louisa walk along some romantic Irish cliffs, the Irish sea splashing around in the background. And so father has vowed to murder me and easily cover it up due to his wealth and status. If I dare place a golden ring on your finger, oh Paddy, Johnny, Tommy, Paddy, whatever will we do? Your father always said the Brits were bastards, but I thought he was exaggerating. I'm afraid he wasn't. Papa is a terribly beastly man. He murdered my older sister Fanny simply because she kept playing Ed Sheeran albums in the conservatory. Although perhaps that was understandable. Eloisa, Louisa. What do you see when you look out into that beautiful, freezing Irish sea? <sighs> I suppose I see my beloved London, England, over there on the other side of the world. I should love to show you the sights, my handsome Fenian. St. Paul's Cathedral, Stonehenge, Eminem World. We could curl up together with a ice-cold pint of carling at my favourite English pub, Weatherspoons. Ah, God, what would a fella the likes of me be doing in a place as fancy as Weatherspoons? Sure, they'd laugh me out of it. No, I'm, I'm just a cranker, and a cranker's all I'll ever be. Paddy, Johnny, Tommy, Paddy, you must listen to me. Yes, you may be Irish and uneducated, and yes, you may smell like sliced ham, but I love you. Surely there must be something you want to do with your life other than cranking? <sighs> it's silly. Tell me. I've always wanted to be a poet. Oh, Paddy, Johnny, Tommy, Paddy. Recite me one of your poems. There once was a fella named Billy who had such a gigantic willy. Actually, I, I prefer to read poetry, you know? Uh, it's, it's just a better way of consuming it. So perhaps uh, you can write a few down and I can read them once we are wed. But Eloisa, Louisa, how are we going to get married without you being murdered by your father? Why, we need to get out of here, my love. We must flee. You mean, elope? Yes. Let's go to Dublin City, right now. Ah, you're mad. How on earth will we ever get to Dublin? Well, by train, of course. <laughs> sure, there hasn't been a train to Dublin from Bally's Navacarine since 1922, when a black and tans pulled up the railway lines and turned them into swords for murdering Irish patriots. <sighs> okay, well, what about the bus? We did have one bus in the village, but a herd of sheep moved into it and lambed, so we haven't had the use of it since. Oh, it's hopeless. I am to be murdered after all. Wait, I have an idea. There's a man lives behind the big hill. The Brick Murphy's his name. He's said to have the fastest donkey and cart in all of Ireland. And if I can find enough farthings of my savings, I bet you I can pay him to let us take it all the way to Dublin. Oh, my dearest, as usual, I'm not really sure what you just said, but I believe the conclusion is that we shall elope this very evening. I shall go and gather my particulars. Scene four. Daddy arrives back in the O'Flanagan farmhouse. There is bunting strong everywhere. It's rustic but sweet, the kind of party simple people would plan. Well, 
Is she here yet, Mammy? Not yet, Daddy. Sure you know how long the boat from America can take. Oh, Mammy, what kind of magical things do you think Auntie Bernadette will bring us from the US of A? Whist now, Dervla. We need to be praying to Jesus, Mary and the Apostles that she survives the crossing on the coffin ship. The, well, I, uh, the, the coffin ship? Yeah, the coffin ships from America. They're pretty famous if you, um, if you know your Irish history. No, I know, but they literally only existed in the famine era, so we're talking 1840s. Also, they didn't come from America, you know, they, they went to... Yeah, the- I, I just thought it was important to include them. And for those who don't know, coffin ships were boats that carried poor Irish people to the US so they could find a new life as poor American people. Right, but it doesn't seem appropriate uh, here. Yeah, maybe we should cut that line, actually, he's right. <laughs> Okay, you haven't been writing long, so you may not know, but if we need to have a script meeting, it should really be in private. It's just one line, so... Whatever you want. Okay, uh, cool, let's carry on. Um, suddenly, the door to the farmhouse bursts open. A glamorous woman stands in the frame surrounded by expensive leather suitcases. Hey, girls, guess who's back? Aunt Bernadette has arrived. She smells like money and apple pie. Oh, sister, is it really you? It seems like a lifetime since we've seen each other. Oh my god, girl. I know. You are telling me. Oh, it is so awesome to be back in the old country for once. Well, you sound different, Bernadette. I suppose that'll happen after so many years in the US of A. Babe, seriously, thank you for saying that. Because all my friends in Boston are like, okay, Patty, relax. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. My accent is not that strong. And they're like, okay, don't bomb my car. And it is honestly so cute. I love those guys. Oh my god, mom. Bernadette runs to Granny Maureen. Maureen looks horrified. Okay, so literally fuck you because your skin looks amazing. What are you doing? Oh, I swear there is something in this bog water, girl. You look literally 12 years old, you bitch. What's going on? Mom, it's your daughter, B. Bernadette. I've come home from America for the wedding. When? Was far from America, you were raised, girl. Have you forgotten where you came from? Oh, I'm just stop. You are so cute, but I literally can't understand your accent. <laughs> okay, time for presents. Bridget, bring me my cases, girl. It's Kiki. Did you bring things from the new world, Auntie Bernie? Yes, of course, baby. Let me show you. Mwah. So... Bernadette hands Dervla a hairdryer. Okay, so we all know a girl needs a good hairdryer. I got this in Target and it is absolutely amazing. I swear to God, everyone at the local jig will be like, um, when did you get a blowout, queen? A hairdryer? Sure isn't that what the wind's for? It sort of looks like a big gun. Oh my God, honey, no, it's not a gun. The guns are in the other case. <gasps> I only brought 12. I'm so sorry. I literally couldn't carry anymore. Ugh. Pilates is not toning my arms like I thought it would. Ah, that's lovely, Bernadette. Fair play it here. And Tiny Nelly, I have something especially for you. Really, Auntie Bernie? Yes, baby girl, of course. Reach into my pocketbook. Tiny Nelly reaches into the handbag and pulls out a cardboard box with the unmistakable golden arches printed on it. McDonald's Happy Meals for Everyone! Ah. And what would a... A happy meal, be it all. Oh, it's American food, sis. Okay, calorie-wise, it is not the one. But, like, for a treat, it is so cute. Hamburgers that taste of freedom and ready-made fries. What are fries, Auntie Bernie? Oh, why, they're chips, honey, made by a machine. So you don't have to waste your life doing it by hand. 
Don't you dare speak of automated chips in this house. Daddy. Daddy, you have to calm down. How am I supposed to be calm when some English prick is coming in here trying to ruin our lovely Celtic way of life and taking away all we have? I'm going outside to drink a bottle of whiskey and scream into the wind. Okay, so what's his damage? Girl, dump him. Men are trash. Ah, Bernadette, he's just a bit bothered in himself. Our terrible English landlord is going to tear down our lovely home and build a chip factory in its place. What? Ew, that is so not cool. Oh, sue his ass. In America, I learned to be super litigious. Or I'll just pay him off. Honestly, it's not a problem. Ah, Bernadette, no. We couldn't accept charity from you. Why not? Let's drain the yank. Scene 5. We find ourselves at Dumblington Manor, Cromwell and Camilla's nearby Irish holiday home. Our antagonists are sitting by the fireplace, Camilla doing needlework, Cromwell sipping whiskey. Yeah, obviously the Irish are literal scum, but their whiskey is absolutely banging. Cromwell, might I ask you something? Well, I generally prefer it when you don't speak, but there's nothing to do around here, so why not? Hit me. Do you think we were right to send Quentin away? I know he was terribly stupid and a bit weird, and that the royal family have been sending defective relatives into hiding for years, so it can't be wrong, but I, I've missed him. Hmm. Okay. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, I barely listened to any of what you said because your, your voice is deeply irritating, but if you're asking about that stupid son of ours, let me be clear. I'm glad we sent him over here with all the half-wits and inbreds. It's where he belongs. Eloisa Louisa, on the other hand, she is good breeding stock. Hmm? We need to get her out of this cursed place before she ends up pregnant at 16 like all Irish girls do. But but she told us she was to marry that farm boy. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I told her I'd murder her if she went through with it, and I absolutely will. You know, she, she's a smart girl. She knows being murdered would suck. So don't worry about it. We see Eloisa Louisa suddenly illuminated by the light of a lamp in her hand. She's been eavesdropping on her parents and looks sad but determined. So it seems Papa truly is going to murder me simply because I have fallen for an Irishman. Oh, yes, he may be uneducated and unsophisticated and pronounce his words incorrectly, but I truly love him. I love his green, green Irish eyes. I love that his clothes are covered in bog water. And I'd love that he'd take me with the passion of a caveman in the way a genteel Englishman never could. I must simply take my leave this night with Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy. We shall ride the donkey cart all the way to Dublin and live in the hope that this Anglo-Hiberno union will bring peace and unity between our two nations. A cold wind whistles through the cracks in the old house's walls. Eloisa Louisa shivers. Oh, oh my. That wind feels terribly ominous. Anyway, time to elope. Eloisa Louisa heads off into the night. Scene eight. We return to the O'Fanahin farmhouse to find Daddy sitting outside on a wall, heavily inebriated. If that English fucker came near me now, do you know what I'd say to him? I'd say to him... The fucking neck of you coming in here trying to make our chips. The fucking hack of you with your big red face trying to take my son away and ruin our chips and our lives. If you were here, I'd say, Cromwell, 
I'll pull the fucking top off you and bare knuckle box you in your fucking big head until you piss off back to... Jesus Christ almighty and the saints preserve us. The banshee has come. A terrifying being with long white hair, horns, large teeth and blood pouring from its mouth. Is this the house of Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flannerin? It is. I am Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flannerin. Very well. I am here to... You might be looking for my son who is also Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flannerin. Well... Honestly, it's just a house, not a specific... Um... Jesus, am I after forgetting? We're only after having the baby Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flanner and Christen the other day. Wait, you two named two of your children the same name? Jesus, I had a fair few points in me when we went to have the baby christened, and it's awful hard to keep thinking of names when you're 15 to 18 children as it is. All right, look, just be quiet. Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flanner I come to you as a harbinger of terrible news. Oh, Christ, please, no. The Brits are already persecuting us. I can't take any more. It has been said. The wind has been heard whistling through the shamrocks. Ah, Jesus, no, I heard it. But I hoped it wasn't what I thought. Well, it is just what you thought. I come to tell you that before dawn rises in Bally's Navagreen, I will claim a soul to come with me to the afterlife, never to return. Oh, Jesus, no. Please, don't take one of my precious ones. Who is it you've set your terrifying eyes on? Well, I'm not going to tell you, am I? Because that would be very anticlimactic. <laughs> but know this, Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy O'Flannerin. The mark of death has been put on your house, and death shall come whether you like it or not. Well, I don't like it. Oh. Well, I wasn't asking. I was dramatically leaving. Oh, right. Sorry. The mark of death has been put on your house, and death shall come whether you like it or not. The Banshee exits in a spooky way. Back inside the O'Fanahan house, Mammy is busy spinning wool, finishing off one of the hand-knitted wedding suits. Now, what else have I to do? I have the twelve children in bed. I've plucked the turkey and built the small shed for the wedding guests. I've consecrated the house so that religious ceremonies can be performed here. And I've power-hosed all the fields so they look grand and tidy. Now, just to spin this wool and make a new carpet for tomorrow, and then I can head off to bed for between two and four hours of sleep. Oh my god, babe. <gasps> you are such a girl boss. You know, people online would, like, be obsessed with your multitasking life. (gasps) You should totally start an Insta. I know so many influencers. The reach would be insane. And you can totally buy, like, a whole new house and, like, get your life, girl. Ah, Bernadette. I'm not sure Daddy will like it. He's not one for these fancy new world ideas. (sighs) Whatever. I'll get cute content from one of you, I swear. Daddy bursts in. Oh, Jesus Christ. Heaven and the saints help us. I saw her, Mammy. I saw her with my own eyes. Who did you see, Daddy? What in God's name are you talking about? The Banshee. The Banshee came here and told me that the market debt has been put on this house. May the saints preserve us. And now would you come on? I can tell you're after horse and two good bottles of whiskey, ain't you? 
Your mind is playing tricks on you all. I swear on my life, your life, and the lives of however many children we have that I saw her mammy. Long white hair and shocking black eyes. There's a curse on this house, and we'll see soon enough. Oh, Jesus Christ, what was that? Paddy Johnny Tommy Paddy enters, looking stressed and upset. Son, good God, you frightened the life out of us. Why are you not in your bed? You have to be rested for your wedding day tomorrow. Oh, Mammy, something terrible's after happening. Son, what's wrong? You're even more pale than Irish people normally are. Two pints of whiskey for the Mammy and quick. Son, what's the matter now? Tell your father. I, I, I don't want you to be mad at me, Daddy. Well, sure, I might be mad at you, son, but then we'll bait the heads off each other and everything will be grand again. Tell me, what's troubling you? Here now, son. Two pints of whiskey and a small loaf of brown bread that I made there a minute ago in case you were hungry. I don't know how to tell you this, but you know the way the English are awful bastards. Yeah, right. I do indeed, son, yeah. Well, Eloisa Louisa's father said he would kill her dead if she went ahead with the wedding, so we decided to borrow the Brick Murphy's donkey and cart and go elope to Dublin like they do in a motion picture. You feckin' idiot. What would you be doing going eloping like some fancy man in the motion pictures? Eloping, is it? Jesus, I never heard anything more stupid Well, I my... can't elope now, anyways. What do you mean, son? I had planned to meet Eloisa Louisa at the town phone box behind the big hill behind Brick Murphy's, and I waited and waited and... Oh, Mammy, she never came. Well, where in God's name is she? She's missing, Daddy. Eloisa Louisa is gone missing. <laughs> I legitimately have goosebumps. That was so good, you guys. I think we have a true modern classic on our hands. So, uh, just to check again, this this will be available to be listened to by the general public. Yep, yeah, because the National Theatre have made the major error of turning it down. It's actually better this way because everyone can access it. Oh, Jesus, I can't wait for next week. Whistle Through the Shamrocks is a hat-trick podcast. Peter Gabriel's lawyer has asked us to make it clear that he does not endorse this podcast. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.